You ran a little late today. Yeah. No, I was I was a few minutes late because I did a thing that I've done before. I want you to explain it for the crowd. This is my version of public shaming. Okay. I want you to explain to the to the listeners what you have done now three times. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Um, twice in my late twenties and once as a teenager. But um my stomach finds very strong black tea to be poison. But you should know this. I do know this. I didn't make coffee this morning, and I just made a cup of tea instead, and I left it to steep for too long. We all, Lucy and Olivia and I were all like, there, there's a timer on your microwave, man. Yeah, but the thing is, I poured the boiling water into the cup over the ball, the infuser ball, Mm -hmm. and then I put the mug or the cup on my nightstand Mm -hmm. while I did other things. And then I sat in bed and I drank my tea, and first it was good. And then right before I left at 10, Mm -hmm. I like downed the last little bit of it. And thought, hmm, that was too strong. Uh-huh. And I got in my car, and I drove for 10 minutes, and I said, nope. And I had to pull over and throw up. Where did you pull over this time? Um, I say this time because this has happened before. This happened a year or two a ago. A year or two ago. Um, and that time, it was on Capitol Circle in a parking lot somewhere. This time, it was a park. <laughs> I just... When I got that text from you, I mean, obviously my I, first initial reaction is care for your well-being. Right. But then, obviously. But then your immediate second reaction. Is, what is he doing? He knows this about himself. I do know this about know myself. Know thyself. I know. And it's because, like, I also hadn't eaten anything this I know. morning. I told, I told Olivia and Lucy, I was like, I do not understand why this guy does not eat. Just eat something. I eat all the time, just not, not in the morning. Not in the morning. I don't like eating in the morning because it makes me hungry all day. <sighs> That, yes, that's how metabolism works. Yeah, exactly. And so I would rather eat at lunch. So then I'm only hungry in the afternoon. No, you just need to eat more. I eat plenty. <laughs> I don't have a caloric deficit. You just feel like... I eat you... 2,000 plus calories. Yeah, but if just you not ate, in the like, morning. if you ate a cracker while you drank your tea... You could have a graham cracker. Yes. By all means, have a graham cracker. So anyway, the experience of throwing up in a, in a parking lot this morning was... You know, not the worst because I hadn't eaten anything. And, so and it was not just, the worst because you'd done it before. Well, that's <laughs> what makes old hat. That's what makes it worse. I called Kelsey from the from the car like right before, and I was like, "I did that dumb thing again." Oh my gosh! <laughs> where where I drank too strong tea and then I had to throw up. Yeah, two years from now we're gonna be having the same conversation. Honestly, probably. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Welcome to episode 222, that's a very pleasing number, of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I am getting married this year. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. Everybody knows wedding planning's the worst. Yes, it is a truth universally acknowledged. A truth universally acknowledged that 
a man in want of things. <laughs> must register for must it. Must register for <laughs> Um, and the thing is, like, I don't know, planning in and of itself is just very stressful because you have to deal with all these different vendors who are trying to make their money, but also are upcharging because of what weddings are. It is modern day thievery. Modern day thievery (laughs) is a very good way of saying that. It's a scam. It is a scam. Weddings are a scam. Everybody should elope. Okay. You're correct, (laughs) but I'm going to interject because my brother is also on this ranch. Yes. Because he is getting married in 48 days, I believe, Ooh, is the countdown. So quick. Yeah. Look, we're all ready. Let's just put it that way. But, because wedding planning is really fun for not many people. Right. Um, however, my brother has sounded just like you. And I don't actually believe that. And brought up the elopement thing. And I don't think anybody believes it. I think it's something where we say, because by the end of wedding planning, you are kind of done with the whole thing. Yeah. What I told my brother, and I, because I finally just got sick of hearing this complaint, and I was like... Look, you could do that. You could quit right now and just lose some deposits and go elope. But here's the thing. Weddings are about marriages. Yep. And marriages are about the two of you Uh and then the people who love and support you. Right. And so if you elope, which, by the way, more power to you. One of my dear friends kind of sort of eloped. Um, I think she listens to this podcast and I love her love story. But I think that it is totally fine to have a wedding Maybe let's just not blow them out of proportion. Yes. It's fine to elope. The people I know who have eloped have surrounded themselves with the people they care about. But I looked at my brother and I was like, you wouldn't really want to elope. <laughs> Some people really would. Mm-hmm. You would not. I think so, I would. You think you would? Yeah. I don't like people looking at me. I don't like people. Here's the good news. They won't be looking at you. They'll be looking That's at Kelsey. That's true. <laughs> Here's the you know, good news. You make a compelling argument. <laughs> Here's the good news. Nobody's going to care what you look like. Uh, I don't even mean what I look like. I just don't like people paying attention to me. They won't. They'll be good. paying attention to her. Good. Um, but I look back. I also do not like people looking at me. And I that was hard at like bridal showers mm-hmm. and things like that. And then I just had to spin it. And I just had to spin it as, but these people really care. Like yeah. truly yeah. care. Yeah. Um, and so, and you and Kelsey are having a smallish wedding. And so Ish. like I... That's how I felt about mine. Like, we had a small-ish wedding. Um, Everybody there, my point being, everybody there really did care. Yeah. So. As of, let's see, this is going live next week. So we're sending out our Save the Dates this week. Oh, boy. Yeah. Bought the stamps for them yesterday. Congratulations, baby steps. (laughs) No, it just, it's tis the season. I I feel like, so not only, so I'm the sister of the groom. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm watching my brother kind of do what you're doing. Right. Um, as I said, wedding planning, I don't think is really fun for anyone. I don't recall my mother and I having a particularly hard time. Like I really don't. Um, I believe she does like to bring up that I told her no orange pumpkins. Um, and sorry, I put my foot down on orange pumpkins. And having almost the same anniversary, I'm like, let's not do Thanksgiving theme. Yes. So, (laughs) yeah. So I, but I don't recall my mother and I being particularly stressed. Good. But last year, my best friend got married and even just listening to her, I was like, God, this is, this is a, a show. This is I a, also think things have changed in the past 10 years. Yes. This is complicated. Because now we're in the age of Instagram. And Pinterest. And Pinterest where everything, you're paying attention to every detail. Yes. Which I think was always true for some people and yes. now it's true for everyone. Yeah. And I imagine that changes things a bit. I also think the expense is stressful. Yep. And for sure. Um, 
when I, so when my best friend got married, it was my first time to really be a bridesmaid. Like mm-hmm. I was a bridesmaid in my sister-in-law's wedding, but I feel like family weddings are a little bit different. Yeah. This was my first time to do a friend's wedding and I was reading Hey Ladies at the time mm-hmm. and I was like, too real. Like, and I <laughs> love my friend and she might even listen to this podcast, but she, um, you know, in the course of getting married, you have a lot of events. So like yeah. I attended a bridal shower, mm-hmm. I attended a bachelorette mm-hmm. weekend and like, and she, by the end of it, I think we were all exhausted. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a job yeah. that you're doing on top of your regular jobs. That's exactly what it is. And so writing a dissertation on top of trying to assist planning our wedding was surely not my finest hour. Yeah. And I should have really thought of that. Yeah. When I proposed. Yeah. Um, cause like. I could have waited six months. Yeah. We, we would have all been fine. We Chet, we told Chet, my brother, I think he sometimes wishes he'd gotten married earlier. Like, mm-hmm. just because... But look, I'll tell you what I told Chet. Like, it is what it is now, man. Like, yep. just... Uh, We're here now. Yep, just keep going. You're almost done. He's 48 days 40 <sighs> or something. Yeah, but, I'm on uh, seven months. Yeah. We're close. A little less. All right, well... It is wedding season, though. Tis the season. The chat's getting married in the heart of wedding season. Yes, June 15th. Oof, yeah, that is right up there. So yeah. summer is the time um, for these weddings. I Unless you live in the south. Unless I, you live in the south. I mean, Chet does, but Nashville's a different type of temperature. Than it is. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, I think even in the south, people get married in the summer for some reason. I do not understand. And I, and I wish they wouldn't. Yes, we all wish they um, wouldn't. Like no you, offense. You you went November. I went November. Like that was intentional. Yes. Um, <laughs> and my wedding's not even outside. But yeah. like, I don't want to get married when it's ninety five degrees yes. outside. I wanted an outdoor wedding very specifically, uh-huh. and so I knew I cannot get married in July. Yeah. We have friends. Our, some of our very best friends got married in August, and I'm like, who hurt you? Yeah. Why? Honestly. I mean, they had an indoor wedding, so it didn't matter. But and so being from Florida, I think of May first as the first day of summer. Yes. Um, it's not, and I know that, but like... It feels like it. It feels like it. Nope. I know summer starts in at the end of June. But not here, guys. But not here. Because um, it was officially hot last week. I was about to say, and look, it's and beautiful. And look, guys, you get to hear us complain about how hot it is <laughs> it, for the next six months. It's beautiful. Um, I did walk to work this morning, and this was the first morning I thought, uh-oh, we might be getting to the point where I either can't do this or I'm going to have to walk to work underdressed yeah. and change when I get here. Yeah. And I can't decide how feasible that is. And so since it's summer, I wanted to do our monthly seasonal reads on wedding season. Which I think is fun. I think it is too. And so there are a lot of books about weddings, about marriages. Um, I, I think it is a, it's a perennial subject in American literature. Yes, it totally uh, British is. and American literature, definitely, of like, marriages are interesting. Yes, weddings are, guys. <laughs> and weddings too. Weddings are fascinating. Because They're, they bring out the best and the worst yes. in people. Yes. Oh, you're so right. They're total character studies. Exactly. And so I think this is a fun topic because we have customers and listeners and readers who um, love to read books. Like if they're going to Spain, they uh-huh. want to know what books are set in Spain. Exactly. This to me feels like if you've got a wedding coming up, whether it's one you're in one you're attending, or one you're just hearing about on the internet all the time. These are the books for you. <laughs> I feel like this is a perfect seasonal reads topic. I think so too. Good job. Um, so let's start with the first one that I thought of, Okay. which is I see on your list, but seating arrangements. Seating arrangements is the very first one that came to my mind. I read Got it, to run the same page. Yeah, I read it years ago. 
Um, it actually of Maggie Shipstead's books. Shipstead. Shipstead. Well, of Maggie's books, we're on the Maggie first basis. Yes. Yeah. I actually really prefer Astonish Me. We've had this conversation sure. yep. many we a have. time. However, if you are in the middle of planning a wedding or again attending a wedding, I think this is very fun. The setting is still very vivid to me years later. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of on, I want to say the coast of Maine. Yeah. Um, and I said it was very vivid to me. I think it's Maine, but it's somewhere, <laughs> it's, it's somewhere up on the northeast coast. It's the New England coast. It's a New England coast. Um, and I will never forget this scene where there's a dead whale on the beach. Yep. And it just sticks out to me still to this day. And that's not my favorite book I've ever read. But if you are wedding, if a wedding is coming up in your life in some shape or form, then seating arrangements will help you set the tone and yeah. keep some dark humor alive. Yeah, and, and keep maybe your expectations in check. Yes. For, for, for the hope that everything will go right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because it won't. Yes, that's why, this, that's why literature is so good. It will prepare you for when inevitably disaster strikes your beloved event. When a, a dead whale shows up yes. at your venue. Yes. <laughs> um, what else? What's another one kind of in that vein of the, the wedding centric vein? Okay. Strangers and Cousins mm-hmm. comes out this month. I'm super excited about it. Brand new lesbian wedding in which one of the brides is an artist. Okay. And so wants to turn her wedding into like a statement and a show. No. So all of her. Okay. This is what's so funny about this book. The book could be about her uh-huh. and about the show. Mm-hmm. And certainly you get some really great scenes where that's the case. But the book is really about her family because her wedding takes place at the at her childhood home. And it's all about how the family is trying to think about, is it time to sell the family home? Uh, how is this town changing? Uh-huh. Um, and the backdrop is wedding. And you still get those wedding scenes that you uh-huh. want, but it's also mostly about planning and coping and from all these different perspectives. Uh-huh. Mother of the bride, father of the bride, the father of the bride. Mm, that's a really good movie. But the father of the bride in this book is one of my favorite characters of all time. That's so good. They call him Stalwart as his nickname mm-hmm. because he is so like straight and true. <laughs> and I adore him. And so you get to see him kind of reacting to the wedding mm-hmm. and to the planning process. I think this book is hilariously funny, very weird, um, but very fun, particularly if you... Like, I loved that I read it because I was like, oh, wedding's coming up. Like, I just felt like... Yeah, between you and Chet, I feel very wedding adjacent right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. And so I loved reading this book. And it's brand new. It comes out in a couple weeks. That sounds say. super fun. And if I'm going to read any of these wedding books, that's probably the one it's I'm going to... It's the one that is most Chris. I'm going to go... I'm going to go to that one. Yeah. That's probably something I'm going to pick up in like August when I'm like in high gear yes. wedding prep mode. So remind me yes. that that's something I want to read. Stay tuned. Um, what else in the wedding as an event? Okay, I mentioned this book last year, Save the Date, is by Morgan Matson. It's a young adult novel, but I mentioned Father of the Bride just now. This book now very much teeters on unrealistic, like 
you have to totally suspend belief because everything that can go wrong in this in her uh-huh. sister's wedding does go wrong. But keep in mind that you're reading a comedic book. Right. Like this is supposed to be funny and a little bit slapstick. And it's a YA book. So it's supposed to feel fun and frothy. And this girl is trying to graduate high school and trying to be a high schooler while also trying to be in her sister's wedding mm. and her sister's That's being a lot. A, her sister's being a little bit of a bridezilla and chaos ensues with every passing day but she also loves her family. Mm-hmm. It's just a really sweet and funny book. One of our young adult customers, like high school customers, I recommended this book and she I think has read it like a dozen times because she just finishes and finds it so comforting in the middle of her stressful mm-hmm. um you know, high school really is stressful in yeah. parts and so she reads it as a comfort book oh. and that is very much what save the date is. That's great. Yeah, super fun. Um longtime patrons may remember um, an unpopular opinions episode that we did where I told the story of a horrible wedding gone awry. Um, I forgot about that. Highly recommend going back into the archives <laughs> and finding that episode. And if you are not yet a patron, that's a pretty good incentive. <laughs> it's, good incentive. it's a good story. It is a good story. Um, so that that's what that made me think of. I think of. we all have... Um, I know I've mentioned it, and I probably mentioned it on that bonus episode, that I used to work for a wedding planner, uh-huh. and I worked for a caterer, so boy, do I have the stories for you. Uh-huh. And I think I saved some of Like, some of them I really cannot tell on this podcast, because I feel like I right. know the people. Right. But boy, weddings bring out, as you said, the best and the worst. Absolutely. And, and the drunkest. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Ooh, I've got some stories about that. Yeah. But if I can just give you another key, key phrase, maybe get you interested in that, it's... <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking chilies. <laughs> and anytime that comes out near a wedding, you know things <laughs> I are not that good. Story. I it's forgot a that story. Very good story. It's so good. Um, another one I thought of is um, Eligible, which yes. is the retelling of uh, Pride, Pride and Prejudice, Prejudice. Um, that I really liked. I felt a little bit ambivalent about the retelling of Emma that Alexander McCall Smith mm-hmm. did, but I liked Curtis Sittenfeld's. Um, I mean, CrossFit plays a role, and uh-huh. what more could you possibly want yeah. than somebody who's going to poke fun at CrossFit? <laughs> um, so I loved Eligible. Again, it's kind of wedding, I guess if we're talking pre-wedding, like if seating arrangements, strangers and cousins, and save the date are like on the site wedding. at the wedding, yeah. um, Eligible is kind of pre-wedding. Right. Um, along those lines, The Wedding Date, mm-hmm. which is a book that I didn't love only because very sexy yeah. in a way that made me personally a little uncomfortable, uh-huh. but most people would probably be fine. And it's a fun love story about these two utter strangers who decide to become each other's date for this wedding and a very fun. Will they won't, you know, will they, will they stay together uh-huh. after this sh- uh, sham or whatever is over? Right. And I, I do think the premise is fun and I liked the storytelling it just you liked the idea of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just a little prudish, and it's fine. Yeah. Um, did you read Wedding Toasts I'll Never Give? No. This is totally different in tone from right. what we've talked about. It's essays, right. and I remember talking about it a long time ago. I thought it would make a really good wedding gift um, because it winds up being essentially essays of almost advice mm-hmm. without being preachy. Right. My sister in law and I are always talking about how dumb. <laughs> we think it is when we go to wedding showers and 
we have to like, I don't know how many wedding showers you had to go to, Chris, but as a zero as a Christian female, I've been to more than my fair share. And frequently you're asked to like submit advice for the happy couple. And inevitably, some admittedly sweet and well-meaning uh, older woman says, um, and sometimes younger woman, let's not be ageist, says, never go to bed mad. Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law, sister-in-law and I were talking about how stupid that advice <laughs> is because, no, sometimes you're mad because you're tired. And if you go to bed, when you wake up in the morning, you'll realize that was the dumbest argument we've ever had. And so it's actually okay to occasionally go to bed mad. Maybe don't. I, th- I think it depends on what you're mad about. Yes. But I, most of the time, first of all, whenever Jordan and I are having an argument at 10.30 p.m., it's because it's 10.30 p.m. Yeah. It's not because... We, Understood. It's not because we're actually in the middle of an argument. It's because it's late and we shouldn't even be talking anymore. We should be watching a show. And so, no, I think that is not my favorite wedding advice. Wedding toasts I'll never give kind of gives wedding advice but in a kind tone it's not the best book i've ever read Mm -hmm. but i do think it's a fun essay collection if you're about to get married or again attending a wedding Mm -hmm. yeah um should we go different yeah so historical fiction wise my book club just voted on well i actually don't know if, if it won or not but a lot of the girls in my book club i know voted for the gown Okay. Which is Which historical. One's that? So it's new historical fiction okay. about a royal, a, like about the royal wedding gown. I oh, think okay. I'm trying to remember for what, um, for which queen it was. I want to say it was Queen Elizabeth, but I don't want to get it wrong. I don't know if this will win, but we're recording this the day after Kate and William's anniversary. Ah, they're on the rocks. They are. I've got opinions, but I'll keep them to myself. Um, and so I think it'd be really fun to read this book right now, especially Megan and Harry are about to have their baby. So if you're a royal enthusiast at all, this one mm-hmm. might be really fun. So it's called The Gown. It just I feel like it's new. I feel like it just came out. It might have. Maybe I'm wrong. It came out at the end of last year. Okay. That's, so, that's yes, still new. I think that's still new. Less than six months. Yeah. So I think that would be fun. Historical fiction. Girls in White Dresses. Mm-hmm. I love Jennifer Close. Um, this is a really good short story collection. Again, not... If you're looking for like totally in the throes of a wedding, mm-hmm. this is probably not the book for you. But right. if you're looking for like light wedding theme, mm-hmm. then Girls in White Dresses is good. And what's great about it is like Wedding Toast I'll Never Give, you can pick it up and put it down. Yeah. So if you just want to read a couple of stories from it, you can totally do that. You do not have to read the whole book. That's great. Um, and now like totally different kind of just inspired by weddings and marriages. Sure. I love crossing to safety. Yes, of course. It's one I've talked about before. It has nothing to do with weddings, but it is one of the most honest and intimate and for me and my life and the story I'm living, most realistic portrayals of marriage mm-hmm. that won't be true for everyone. Right. Um, but for me, I remember reading that book for the first time and thinking, Oh, story there can be stories about normal boring people and those stories can still be interesting right this is just a normal average wedding i mean marriage between two people who do really love each other which makes i think it above average yeah but there's not a lot of dysfunction here there's not a lot of angst here it's just showing what a marriage can look like after it stands the test of time yeah 
The one that comes to mind on that theme for me is Wendell Berry's Hannah Coulter. Yes. Um, which is a thin little book. Um, it's not a very long story, but it is that same kind of mm-hmm. thing that's just about normal, kind of boring people and their life. Yes. Together. And like there are some hardships, but they're not insurmountable. Right. I think the the most interesting part of that book, I think, is that it starts following Hannah when she's young and she is um, dating this young man who then goes off to fight in World War II and then dies there. Okay. Um, and so he, he never comes back. And then it's kind of her reconciling with like her first love. And now she is mm. getting married shortly after that to somebody else. Interesting. Um, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and it isn't problematic. It's not like she's hung up on this like right. guy that she never really got to know as an adult or right. anything, but like that is a, an interesting angle into thinking about this marriage that she's embarked on. Yes. Um, and I, I did really like that book. Um, another one that came to my mind that is the exact opposite of mm-hmm. what you're talking about is the arrangement, the arrangement, which I read last year and we talked about like which version this is the arrangement with the bright yellow cover and yes, chickens. With the chicken. Um, so please don't get confused. Um, Chris will link to the right one in the show yep. notes. Um, but this is a novel about an open marriage mm-hmm. or a marriage that had kind of gone sour. And so they decided that for the next, and actually it reminds me of a segment this American life did once. I don't know if you recall it, but this married couple basically decided to have a rum springer or this, or this long, I don't even know that they were married, but mm-hmm. this long dating couple decided we're going to have rum springer and then come back together. That's a, that's not a great idea. Disaster. Yeah, <laughs> that's a not great idea. Um, so the, we were on a break. Yes. So the arrangement they were not on a break. is about this married couple that has kind of, I guess they're, they felt like their marriage has kind of lost its luster or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they decide together mutually that they are going to have an open marriage for a period of time, like for three to six months or sure. something, as one does. And so the wife goes off and has her affair. The husband goes off and has his affair. And what I really like about the arrangement is that it shows the consequences of that behavior. Mm. This is not over-romanticizing what an open marriage looks Mm -hmm. like. This is showing, um, yeah, if you tell your spouse that you're going to go have an affair with somebody else, you might fall in love with somebody else. Mm. Or you might have a really awful experience that you can't come back from. Like, And I... I think the way then that the author handles the couple coming back together at the end of the season of their marriage is really interesting and thought provoking and thoughtfully done. Now, obviously what I've just described has things in it that I don't personally agree with. Uh Um, but the look it, the appreciation it gave me for my relationship was like free therapy. <laughs> it, it, like I finished it thinking, well, I am sure glad to be married to the person I am married to. And sometimes it's good to be reminded. Yeah, of that. absolutely. So the arrangement would be a total departure, but might make you really grateful for, for the person in your life, <laughs> for the person you've picked. And the one that I just thought of kind of along those lines too, is standard deviation. Yes. Which is another a, portrait of a marriage. Yes. Um, and um, a marriage and a failed marriage um, at the same time. Um, I really really liked that book. And I, another one that I think, um, if you Google for like books about weddings, one that comes up is um, Emily Gilbert's Committed. Yeah. And Emily Gilbert is a fascinating woman to me. Um, 
I actually really liked Eat, Pray, Love back in the day. Um, but the lessons she learned, she's a person. And so right. her life has very much changed and evolved since writing Eat, Pray, Love. She mm-hmm. wrote Committed, kind of, sort of, I think publishers were trying to sell it as a follow-up. But it was very different in right. tone. Um, Eat, Pray, Love was kind of this find-yourself memoir. Committed is really a social social science look at marriage and weddings, mm-hmm. and I th- found it to be really interesting and thoughtful. You know, interestingly, she divorced the person she right. was with. Um, she's now, I don't know if she, no, she is not married, um, but she had a love affair with uh, her best friend who was mm. a woman. And so Elizabeth Gilbert's life has changed. I still think Committed is an interesting book worth your time because, yes, she kind of grapples with her own understanding of marriage. She ties it into her personal experience at mm-hmm. the time. She was trying to decide if she wanted to be married again. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially marry someone to help him get his green card right. or, or get him um, citizenship, I guess. I truthfully don't know how all of that works, which... It's maybe, very complicated. Which I was about to say, maybe I need to do some research. Anyway, but she ties her personal story into some really interesting um, anthropological mm. kind of studies about about the practice of marriage yeah. and the practice of getting married. And so I found I found that book to be interesting, and I think I would still stand by that recommendation, even though her story has changed quite a bit. Um, so, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, I think so. I think these are fun. Weddings are weird. Weddings are stressful. Um, marriages are also weird and stressful. Yeah. Can be. And also be. delightful. Yeah, exactly. Just like weddings. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm a... Uh, I'm, I'm new to this whole thing, and I'll uh, have some more advice. I was about to say, a, read some of these books and report a, back. In a few years' time. Yeah. We're at the bottom of the barrel again. Started out strong, but now we're coming up thin. Oh, we have cast our lots with all the devils of sin. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you, as always, to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album, Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content like a brand new episode of Unpopular Opinions that went live today, check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also find us at our website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, for web-only content and a full-back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. So actually two weeks ago, we had Independent Bookstore Day. Yeah. And as part of Independent Bookstore Day, I liked to, I wanted to and did schlep free hot dogs out on the sidewalk. Awesome. Um, And I had a customer, a sweet um, elderly gentleman who's one of our regulars come up to me and he got himself a hot dog and he was like, why, why hot dogs at a bookstore? And so I launched into my explanation, which is... I like hot dogs. Well, yes, but my explanation is that I grew up where my parents would drag me to Lowe's or Home Depot, Mm -hmm. 
but as I was telling this gentleman the story, I just said Lowe's. I said my parents would take me to Lowe's, and which I hated, but what made it better was they sold hot dogs out front, and I loved a good Lowe's hot dog, and so I wanted to mimic that here today. And the elderly gentleman was like, the Lowe's Theater in New York? And I was like, absolutely not. Uh, nope. The Lowe's Hardware Store, nationwide hardware store. Uh-huh. Um, because I am nothing if not classy, and I love a good Lowe's hot dog. I don't even think they exist anymore. <laughs> it's so good. Not the Lowe's Theater where my parents frequented. Oh, obviously. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's really funny. It's, to me... Um, that's a very Thomasville that's story. That's a very Thomasville story. And just proof that I am very much in but not of Thomasville. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening. Get you one of them hot dogs. We will see you next week. <laughs>